Welcome to the Global Careers Podcast, sponsored by GW Cyber, the source for inspiring stories from seasoned professionals who have embraced a global role and reaped the benefits. We offer practical advice and insider tips across a broad swath of industries and fields around the world about what it's like to work globally. If you love adventure and thrive on taking risks and operating outside your comfort zone, join us as we explore the ins and outs of pursuing an international career. My name is Stacey Nevodomsky Burdan, and I'll be your host. Our first season dives into what it's like working globally through the pandemic and the outlook for global careers in a post-COVID-19 world. As the pandemic began, many organizations weren't ready for so much change so quickly, particularly because the workforce required digital transformation almost overnight. But there are companies that have been helping governments, corporations, and nonprofit organizations around the world develop and implement effective and efficient workforce strategies. And today's guest works for one of them. Dana Abu Nasra is managing consultant on IBM's global public sector team based in Dubai. She's an IBM design thinking coach and co-creator whose enthusiasm for her job is evident and inspiring. And she's a GW alumna. Dana shares her perspective on workforce trends, such as flexible remote work, greater emphasis on diversity and inclusion, and the increasing importance of empathy and communication for success. She offers relevant advice on international internships, honing the skills necessary for a global job, and the importance of being a lifelong learner. Join us as we dive into the field of enterprise technology and the effect the pandemic has had on workplaces around the world. Welcome, Dana. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Stacey, for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you and, and the GW community. Terrific. Let's get started. One of the objectives of this podcast is to provide a sense of the careers that are out there. Do you remember when you were a student and you'd practice your elevator pitch with your career counselor, or maybe even in front of the mirror? Give us your elevator pitch, if you will, a tool that students can relate to and learn from. Sure. So my name is Dana Abunastra, and I'm a managing consultant on IBM's global public sector team, where we help governments with their digital transformation initiatives. And our team cuts across all of IBM. So that includes you know, consulting, research, uh, technology services, you know, everything that we do with regards to public sector, my team kind of touches. And my specific focus is on emerging technologies and new ways of working. Excellent. So you've been with IBM for six years now, which means you started right after graduation, right? Yeah. So this was my first full-time job after graduating from GW. I was, uh, you know, I was making a decision between staying in DC or heading back to the region where I spent most of my life in the Middle East. Um, and I did, you know, I explored opportunities in both both DC and in Dubai and ended up, you know, landing with IBM, uh, what is now my dream job. So, <laughs> Wow. Dana, do you know how lucky you are that you found your dream job so quickly? Fabulous. What makes it such a great job? So uh, what I love most about IBM is uh, the work that I do uh, makes a tangible impact on society. So I feel very passionate about what I'm doing. Um, and it blends together my different interests. So, so while I was at GW, while I was in the business school, I also minored in journalism and had a big interest in the Elliott School as well of international affairs. So I took classes kind of within these three different schools 
And what I'm doing now is working on public sector problems, um, which, you know, very much is could be public policy related, um, related to society, uh, the UN Global Goals, and applying, you know, technology and business solutions to those problems. So I feel like it, it you know, really blends together my interests. And um, I've just found, you know, uh, a way to make an impact um, and a place where I see myself long term. Wow, sounds wonderful. Making an impact. And I understand that it's a global job, too. Tell us about it. My first two years at IBM were focused here in the Middle East and Africa region. Um, but the past four years, have I've been part of the global public sector team in various roles. So in some of my roles, I've focused on specific markets. So for one year, I was focusing on emerging markets, uh, uh, but Currently, I'm supporting our global team. So wherever there may be a need, uh, you know, a proposal, uh, you know, proposal support in Finland, or I'm currently working on um, a value proposition with IBM Japan. But when we could travel, um, it was, you know, wonderful experiences, um, learning about different cultures around the world, but also seeing how our corporate culture, IBM, is real has really ingrained itself and embodied itself around the world. So we have um, something called the one three nine, which is our one purpose, three values, and nine practices, um, which you can you know you can find them online. And what what has really amazed me traveling to all these different IBM offices and meeting different IBMers around the world is the one three nine culture um, really cuts across. So even though we come you know we speak different languages, we have different experiences. We hold these, you know, values really true to to the work that we do every day. Dana, you've touched on a very important point about culture, and you're fortunate that IBM has such a strong culture. It makes it so much easier to work with colleagues across borders and in different languages, since you share a common corporate culture. But you know, not every organization is like IBM, and more often than not, workers face many cross-cultural communication challenges when working on diverse teams. This is something for our listeners to remember when looking for a global position, especially now when the vast majority of people are working remotely and have significantly less time in an office or shared location to learn and absorb the corporate culture. That's a real issue these days. Tell me, how has your industry been affected by COVID-19? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, every industry has been impacted in a different way. Um, what, uh, and, and my industry is, is obviously the, the enterprise, uh, technology industry and, uh, what, uh, you know, what we found is the pandemic and COVID-19 has really accelerated, uh, digital transformation agendas for clients, whether, you know, from across all industries. So what, what this has really shown us is, um, you know, the need, need for, you know, technical business res- resiliency, the need to, you know, move from paper-based processes to digital processes, um, you know, within government, the need to, um, uh, you know, provide citizens with services or constituents with services while they're home, and also the government workers, uh, employees, um, civil servants are working from home. So it really has shown, you know, the, the need for digital transformation and, um, yeah, as I said, accelerated, uh, uh, you know, the discussions um, and, and projects uh, that, that tech companies are doing with clients. And as 
the CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nandela, said uh, he saw during the pandemic two years worth of digital transformation done in just two months. So, um, you know, companies, enterprises, governments were forced to really um, look at their portfolio of, of, of information technology and see what needed to be um, digitized, uh, you know, how could chatbots help? So there's all sorts of different different projects and work that came out of the pandemic. Absolutely. And so many of us are saying, finally, finally, why did it have to take a global pandemic to get us to a place we knew we needed to be, right? Have you seen a change or increase in clients turning to IBM to help them deal with issues arising from the pandemic? I don't want you to betray any confidence of a particular client or anything, but tell us what kind of strategies governments are looking for. What does this mean for students who are looking for jobs around the world? Great question. So governments have always had this, this uh, you know, mission critical um, responsibility to be effective, to be accessible and to serve every constituent, you know, in their country. And IBM has always supported governments on this mission through various technology projects. But what we've seen now was like a sudden need to, you know, support governments with business continuity. So that means, you know, continuing to deliver your services like unemployment claims while, uh, you know, uh, employees and your customers are remote. Um, And then also doing things like just answering questions. So that could be a citizen chatbot. Um, you know, another way that governments are working with IBM is contact tracing. So ensuring, you know, smooth and safe um, uh, interactions and regulations within different, you know, cities, countries, um, counties, whatever it may be. So uh, definitely governments are working um, and prioritizing technology at this moment in time. Um, and as you know, we move into uh, you know different phases and waves of the pandemic. Um, there's different needs that that hopefully um, different partners like IBM can can help governments with. Dan, I'm really beginning to get an understanding for why you love your job so much. You really are making a difference. You know, especially at a moment in time when your kind of difference really matters. Um, to you know, to governments whose efficiencies make an even greater difference to all the people it serves, right? And you're doing this from one of the most exciting and fastest growing cities in the world, Dubai. I love it. It's a place I've been to, haven't been there recently, but I have watched with astonishment at the rapid changes taking place there. What is it that you like about living and working in Dubai? My favorite thing about Dubai is how international it is. So um, when I was interning here during um, GW, I first noticed how many different languages when you're sitting in the office, you would hear around you during a given workday. And you would hear maybe five, six languages on the, on the same day. Um, so I love the international aspect and how it's kind of a hub for East meets West. Um, so, uh, that, uh, so that's one you know, great aspect about Dubai. The second is, as, an, as you mentioned, it's an up-and-coming city um, that has a very... Um, you know, visionary uh, government. Um, so when it comes to my field, which is like smart government, digital transformation, Dubai is always seen as a, you know, as a, on a pedestal and governments around the world want to learn about what Dubai is doing. 
That sounds great, and I'm envious. You have described a forward-thinking place that's embraced globalization, right? But the rest of the world has not done the same at the same pace. There's still a perception in many places around the world, by many people around the world, that globalization is not good, it's harmful in some way. How do you see globalization emerging through this pandemic? I think the pandemic has really shown us um, it's made it even easier to be global, even though we can't, which is which is not what you would expect, but even though we can't travel uh, like we used to, um, it's it's easier than ever to, to work globally because everyone is at home, you know, everyone is kind of based in their home country. All conferences are digital, you know, so open to anyone to attend. Um, you can, uh, you know, there's there's so many opportunities to work globally that I think weren't there before. So I think um, in addition to digital transformation, as I mentioned before, I think the, the pandemic has also accelerated and shown how the whole world can come together. You know, the United Nations can run a global conference um, where everyone can attend because, uh, you know, everyone's at home. So I think, uh, you know, th- this this time period has shown us how important it is and how impactful it is when we all come together. So true, so true. And you work for a global company that is a leader in workforce design. Can you share with us some of those things that um, you see as new ways of working in this new world order? People, places, and processes. So people are, you know, the types of people you bring to the table and work with. Places used to be uh, kind of the uh, the studio approach, the, uh, you know, brainstorming throughout the day, um, collaborating in real time. Uh, so that used to be done physically. Now we're doing that all virtually. And processes is kind of how you work. So all of these, you know, people, places and processes are um, are rapidly changing. And, you know, in the new world, it's being collaborative. It's using agility. It's using data versus your assumptions. Um, it's being, uh, you know, using new tools to collaborate like Slack, uh, you know, Zoom. We're on Zoom right now from from across the world. Um, so that's really how I see um, new ways of working. And, you know, in my job, part of it is working with governments on embracing these new ways of working. Um, and then my, my uh, you know, my thinking in terms of what students um, and, you know, early professionals, you know, what they should take, take away from new ways of working is um, to, you know, to always be curious to uh, to be a lifelong learner. So that's a huge theme in terms of new ways of working. Uh, you know, the half-life of skills is, is shrinking and, you know, we always need to be refreshing our skills, um, getting micro-credentials, doing trainings, badges, you know, getting badges and so on. Um, and then uh, also for students, uh, a, new, a new trend um, in terms of new ways of working is enhanced focus on like impact and ethics when it comes to business. Um, so it's not just about making money, but how do you how do you take care of the environment? How do you take care of your community as you you know conduct business? Um, so that would be my my takeaways on new ways of working. I like what you said about being a lifelong learner. You know, it seems to me that that's one of the most important skills for job seekers today. You've been working globally for a while now, an envy to many of your former former colleagues and students, I'm sure. What are the top skills you believe are essential to working successfully across cultures? So I think that, uh, you know, two things. I would say uh, the first uh, skill 
which can be innate or can be learned is empathy. And, you know, in most of my feedback reviews, I've gotten the feedback that I'm very empathetic and able to, um, you know, put myself in the shoes of whoever I'm walk, uh, working with or whomever I'm talking to, uh, you know, across cultures. And that's also another principle of IBM design thinking or just design thinking in general is a, is a you know, a practice uh, started at the Stanford Design School you know, you know, more than 15 years ago, where you really learn how to put put yourself in your user's shoes and design solutions around your user. So for me, I see that as, as a skill that I use in my everyday job, which is, uh, you know, trying to understand what the client is going through, what, what my colleague is going through in a different culture, in a different country, um, and, you know, adjust how you work based off of that, you know, common understanding and respect. So that would be one thing. Um, and then secondly, flexibility. So um, one thing about working uh, at a multinational and having a global career is uh, kind of the unpredictable hours and time zones that you have to work with and the different types of projects and tasks that you have to you know, work on. It could be something you know, extremely high level and strategic or it can be you know, an Excel sheet. So having flexibility in terms of how you work and what you work on. I think is another really important um, skill or trait to have um, as you, uh, you know, during a global career. Great examples. And I agree with you, um, particularly empathy and flexibility. They're critical. And we've seen, we've seen a rise in both, but also there are a lot of examples of people are not doing that, right? So that's great advice, Dana, and definitely things to focus on for those entering the job market, for all of us, actually. Um, but before they get there, they're probably going to have a couple of internships, right? So some of the students out there haven't graduated yet. While you were a student, you had a variety of international internships, some great stuff. Give us a flavor of those. How were they, um, how do they prepare you for your global role? Yeah, so um, w- one thing I'm really proud of and which GW really helped me with was finding unique internships, you know, through the, through the portal, through the, uh, you know, the careers portal, and also through the, the network and professors. So I've had nine, I had nine internships, eight or nine, uh, you know, throughout college and before I started at IBM um, in different categories. So I, I did, I had some marketing internships where I was doing social media and branding strategy I had um, an internship at SAP, so that was my first time working at a at a tech company. And then I also had um, had some internships in the media space because you know one of my interests at the as a student was journalism. So I worked at a startup magazine and a news agency. So very not linear um, internship experiences. Some of these were online. Some were in Dubai. And also um, somewhere in DC while I was at um, you know at GW, so uh, uh, the all the the internships kind of formed building blocks for my career. Uh, you know you can learn as long as you set your mind to it. You can learn from from any internship or any task that you're assigned. That that's the way I look at it. And by having so much diverse internship experience, it taught me one you know, what I want in a full-time career and what kind of company I want to work for. And two, it also allowed me to, once it was time to find a full-time job, to, um, to, to have a lot of, you know, a lot of cases to talk about 
and a lot of examples to give because I was, uh, you know, had this diverse internship experience. So, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed all my internships and, and things I learned in them helped me every day. So highly recommend <laughs> exploring your career portal and, uh, it, it, you know, trying to get an internship, even if that means uh, cold emailing someone, you never know who might respond or um, what opportunity might come out of just one internship. That's so inspiring, Dana, to hear you share your story. I just love it. You know, I'm sure you worked hard at landing those internships and working at them. And it's so hard these days with almost everything online. You know, students aren't on campus, and so they need to be so much more disciplined about their search. But as you've pointed out, there's so much to be gained from a wide variety of these kinds of internships, even if you don't plan to pursue a career in that particular field. Is there something that you've done that really helped you succeed, some advice you can give others? Be known for something. So whether you have a job now or you want to get into a new new industry, I, that's what I found helped me go from being, uh, you know, just a country-based resource to a global resource was, uh, you know, networking, volunteering within my company and becoming known. So, you know, early on in my career, I was known as... Uh, the customer journey mapping girl. So I could, I, I, I love to make customer journey maps, which are kind of um, this way of visualizing, uh, you know, business processes, uh, you know, in a highly visual um, persona driven way. And I would just, you know, email different leaders in my company and, and say, hey, I, I wanna, you know, can I help you create a customer journey map on my own time? So, I think that, uh, which is, you know, a really small example, is what made me known and gave me this opportunity to join a global team, um, which was only supposed to be for one year, like a one year, you know, time period for me to learn and contribute. And then every year, um, you know, I changed the role, my scope changed, and I just continued to, to, to grow and learn. I love that. There's so much competition out there. So be known for something, you know, make your mark. Dana, you are at the beginning of what I suspect is going to be a long and fulfilling career. Do you have a favorite experience to share, something that illustrates your global life to bring it to life for people? So my, my favorite experience by far and what I'm most proud of is um, I, I did a series of workshops with uh, the UN in three different locations um, to, you know, hundreds of, of member states on... Um, using design thinking to, to go from single interest to shared purpose. Um, and one of, one of the conferences that I presented at, uh, the eighth secret, eighth, uh, secretary general of the UN was at Ban Ki-moon. It was in Korea. And, um, I just, I, I it, it was such a cool way of bringing together my interests from design to technology, to you know, international relations and uh, make a real impact and show uh, you know and demonstrate um, how you can use design thinking to accelerate your journey to the uh, twenty thirty UN Sustainable Development Goals. So that was definitely uh, you know highlight of my career so far, um, and it took me to uh, to Shanghai, to Incheon in South Korea, and to Trinidad and Tobago. Wow, that's a really neat story. You've accomplished so much in such a short time since graduating GW. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? How you do anything is how you do everything. 
So what that means is uh, no matter what, uh, and I touched on this earlier, no, no matter what task you get or assignment you get, do your absolute best at it. That's excellent advice, Dana. Thank you for it and all of the terrific tips, insight, inspiration. You know, I can't wait to hear how your career continues as the years go by. Thanks so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it and you. Thank you so much, Stacey. You have been listening to the GW Cyber Global Careers Podcast, working globally through the pandemic and the outlook for global careers in a post-COVID-19 world. Join us again next time. And in the meantime, go global.